Welcome to part two of my discussion with Kevin Block from Block Advisory. If you haven't seen part one, I'd highly recommend viewing that first before we continue the discussion today. I've always admired what you guys did mm -hmm. with OTC standing for one touch. Control. Control, right? Yeah. So if you think about that product, and, mm -hmm. and at the time it was kick-ass, and, mm -hmm. and you won some big deals out of that. We did, right? yes. You really mm -hmm. did, and, and all credit to you. The question mark now for you is, so, so where do you go from here? Yes, yes. And how do you build on that? Yes. And that's the point I'm trying to make. And, and, and you know, uh, obviously you're going to start by saying, well, we've now got this data. Mm -hmm. um, we've got this dashboard. Is that dashboard fit for purpose today, or mm -hmm. do we have to now leverage AI? And the answer is probably you're going to have to leverage AI. Yes. Um, so that, you know, you don't have to hunt for the problem. Mm. You, you've now given the solution. Yes. You know what I mean? Can you please checkbox this so that we can impl implement this on the network? Yeah, look, uh, absolutely. And, and that's what we're seeing, right? Yeah. We, we have to think a lot of lot long and hard around, uh, and even we look at some of the integrations do, you know, Meraki, Juniper, Cisco, doesn't really matter about what data we can extract that and how do yeah. we get, get that data. Yeah. You did touch on the Splunk acquisition, which I'm happy did because it's obviously very topical yeah. at, at the moment. Um, uh, you know, probably the, the, the best way to renew your license is to acquire them um, is, <laughs> is, is, is you know, when you're in the role as CTO uh, from ANZ, you know, yes. obviously visibility, reporting, you were in the early days of SOC Seam, yeah. uh, Prime, and all these things that, that drove the visibility. Yeah. You know, was this a topic of conversation back then around what do we do around th this kind of reporting and logging? And, and then off the back of that, uh, you know, do you see Cisco really, um, you know, going to integrate? I know there's the jury's out on it, but what do you, if you were there today, what would you be thinking is the strategy behind that? Well, even when I was there, I mean, the, 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 there was the strategy. Look, Cisco's always been pretty strong on network management, okay, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that goes back in time. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they got into uh, uh, APD, mm -hmm. Application mm -hmm. Dynamics, mm -hmm. which is really um, looking at the application performance. Mm -hmm. um, and then they bought Thousand Eyes. Mm -hmm. So the theory was we, we we can now look at the full stack and then now that the sort of uh, – the, the word of the day is observability, mm -hmm. okay? It's mm -hmm. a big deal. And, and, mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to um, dismiss it. I think it's pretty important. I think the, the problem Cisco had at the time was um, you could get up and talk about the fact that we've got full stack, mm -hmm. but actually whether there were three different, completely different platforms mm -hmm. um, and they didn't work with one another. Mm -hmm. So Thousand Eyes and AppD and any other source of data or telemetry were coming into three different areas and, mm -hmm. you know, it was complicated. Now with Splunk, there's a fourth or mm -hmm. fifth or sixth. I don't know. <laughs> you know, right. you can start counting. So the hard part, uh, I think, is the good part is they've got the components, but mm -hmm. that doesn't actually solve the problem for the customer because the customer could have bought it from six different places anyway. Of course, of course. If, if, they're, if Cisco, this is what I, I was talking about earlier, if Cisco Splunk is going to really leverage what each other's done, mm -hmm. they've got to converge that such mm -hmm. that, you know, there's data that can come from multiple sources. Um, and then you've got some sort of collector, then you've got some sort of AI machine, and then you've got some inference. Mm -hmm. um, putting that together ain't easy, and I, don't, I think they've got no. a long way to go on that. I, I agree. Uh, and there are, I mean, IBM's made some amazing announcements in, in AI. I think Juniper has as well. Um, which is kind of really taking a lot of the legwork out of running a network. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's kind of where they got it. That's where the puck's going. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, we'll see how quickly uh, Cisco can, can get there. The one thing, though, you know, 
Chuck Robbins, the CEO, made, and, and that is um, he bought it because of, you know, we can all get in the tech technology, but he makes it pretty clear, uh, 4 billion ARR. Mm-hmm. Accretive. So, yeah, that's amazing. And, and profitable. Yes. And, yes. you know, he's saying that's pretty attractive it for a company be. like Cisco is trying to, as you know, swing from transactional selling hardware to an ARR software as a service kind of business. Yes. Um, so, you know, the financials look great. Mm-hmm. Uh, question mark on the rest. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. And, uh, Tom will always tell, right, with, yeah. with, with all these things. So, so Kevin, obviously, you, you, you spend a lot of time uh, not only consulting with customers, but you, you for those who, do, who don't follow you, you write it, you're, a great, you're a great newsletter, you know, mm-hmm. your, your thoughts, what you're seeing, trend analysis, you know, yeah. a, a, a suggested book to read. I know you're about to release it, release another one. Uh, can you maybe give some insights on what's the thought of mind for you today? Uh, or e- even outside of that, you know, you used to do a famous top 10, you yeah. know, maybe g- generally what's happening in industry. Yeah, outside I guess, of what we're talking about. Uh, the, the basis of the newsletter is is just to provoke some thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've always spent my career looking at the next three years, not the last three months, if you will, because mm-hmm. I got I, you know the companies I've worked for, with ninety eight percent are looking at the next three months. Mm-hmm. So how do I help that? I help that by by giving by shining a light further down the path because most customers want want to buy your product or service, not for three months, but for three years or maybe six years, yes, right? Yes, So if I can shine a light on what's going on there and make some sense of it. So that's what I've been doing for a long time, hence the top 10 when I was at Cisco trying to make head and tail about why did we acquire this company? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where does it fit in our portfolio? How mm-hmm. does it compete? All those sort of things. So I just continued that mm-hmm. with the newsletter, bringing out themes. Uh, so a couple of months I, I sort of featured hardware because mm-hmm. I think the world, you know, Andreessen talked about software's eating the world and everybody thinks it's all about software and a lot of money going into software. <laughs> uh, and, and actually, my newsletter came out before um, uh, um, NVIDIA popped. Yes. Uh, NVIDIA went up like, I don't know, it was 25, 30% overnight and mm-hmm. took them over a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. And that was after my newsletter. It had nothing to do. <laughs> I'll take, I love <laughs> take to take it, credit. Take it, But the point is that, you know, people underestimate yep. how important hardware was. So I featured that because I think Look at what's happened with NVIDIA. I think a, a, a hidden gem is, is Qualcomm. Yes, that's I mean, true. We'll talk, we can talk about 5G in a minute. But, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. th- that company is remarkable. I'm, I'm, I'm always um, staggered by, by the fact their share price isn't where I think it should, could and should be. But, mm-hmm. but um, it's a remarkable company mm. and, and with really smart technology um, sort of sitting in phones and all sorts of wireless gear, right? Yes. Um, and, there, and, there, and there's plenty. So I featured hardware and then th- this, this month I – I swung back to software, and the reason mm-hmm. is that there's been a, first of all, M and A and investment went down quite remarkably in the in the last sort of beginning of since generally, the year. and then the last few months it's picked up a lot. Right, right. Um, and and so I started, and you know, Splunk was one of them. That's mm-hmm. twenty eight billion. That's mm-hmm. that's Cisco's largest acquisition, probably four four x its wow. largest acquisition ever. Wow. Right. And then there were quite a few others that, that I, I thought about. You know, when I started looking at the last 12 months, I, I featured companies like New Relic mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's gone private, mm-hmm. uh, Qualtrics that mm-hmm. is now uh, gone private, Aptio bought by IBM. Mm-hmm. But there's two really interesting ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one is a company called Hugging Face. Mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've heard of them. Um, but Hugging Face is, is interesting because um, it, it, it was formed – um, basically, to be the the the, the GitHub mm-hmm. hub for open source AI wow. models, wow. 
and it has just kicked ass. And and everybody's invested in them from Google, Amazon. Everybody's invested. Right, in right. Them. So that's an interesting one. And then the other one that I, I, I mentioned earlier was Anthropic. Yes. Uh, the, these uh, two siblings uh, uh, left OpenAI because mm-hmm. um, they weren't happy with what was going on, spun up Anthropic. Um, Google invested. Amazon invested, Google reinvested, mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're already valued it, as I said, 20 to 30 well, million. So right. I think some really interesting trends going on in software. And, and I, I guess the reason I do these is because then at the end of it, I say, okay, so what can we learn from this? Mm-hmm. What are the mm-hmm. insights mm-hmm. in terms of these massive trends and you know, billion, billions of dollar deals? Mm-hmm. Um, what can we in the industry learn from this? And what is, it, what is it telling us about the next three years? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I try to do in the newsletter, whether it's software or hardware or yes. you know, whatever it may be. Yes. And, and people are able to subscribe to you. I mean, I get it. Yep. And you just uh, you know, uh, go to the, the website, uh, Block Advisory, and, and sign yeah, up. Yeah, blockadvisory.com, insights. Sign up. Nice. It's it's always a great read, and always like your 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 book book suggestion because uh, I know you're you're an avid reader and have yep. been for for a very long time to to stay ahead. Uh, you you touched on five G, so let's talk yeah. a bit a bit about five G. Um, we, we know that that is really starting to to propagate quite quite a lot. There's a lot of investment by the, the carriers over time, and and I think even read about you know six G coming to the US, uh, etc. Probably a bit closer than than I am, but you know, tell me where you think five G is. You know, compared to NBN, and obviously maybe touch on Starlink because that's always topical for sure. people as well? Sure. I think, you know, the two, do- well, maybe maybe a third, but definitely two dominant themes in 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 the area of connectivity. Mm-hmm. Number one's 5G and the other mm-hmm. one is LEO satellites. Mm-hmm. We'll come back mm-hmm. to that. But, but you know, uh, first of all, when 5G came out of the blocks, it was totally overhyped. Mm-hmm. I remember in 2016 saying, this is not the year of 5G. Right? That's right. I think last year was probably maybe tw- 20, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, and the, the problem I had with it was there was no business case. I couldn't see. The only business case I could find was fixed wireless uh, yes. access, yes. right? Um, because everything else was just a cost and it was a benefit to the carrier. It wasn't a benefit to you and I as a consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of borne out. Borne out. It, it is a benefit to the, the carrier because of a density, because of the – there's a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that is a benefit to the telco in terms of, you know, infrastructure cost. Yes. Um, but, you know, for the user, 4G is actually pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. You know, they say after 50 megabits per second, a human can't tell the difference. In fact, somebody once said to me, uh, 5G was, was not built for humans um, because of, you know, there were, it was talking about low latency and yes. all this sort, yes. sort of stuff. So, so the beauty of 4G was we were, we were already getting way beyond 50 megs yes. in, in Australia. We were. Right? And, yeah, yeah, even if 5G – Three or four X is that. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's going to make the dim- no. big big difference, right? No. Um, the things that are going to see the difference are cars. Yes. Uh, autonomous vehicles. They'll yes. crash if, <laughs> if, if they, they don't get the packet back cor- in time. Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, but but for for most people, doesn't doesn't make a hell of a difference. So no. so we didn't you and I we don't race out and say we're going to get five G. You just no. go and buy a phone and you get it. Correct. And correct. you don't pay any extra. And that's kind of what we always thought, right? Yes. What, one of the surprises, I think, has been fixed wireless access. Agreed. Which now touches on the NBN. And the reason is it's just so straightforward. Mm. Um, you can get seriously high speed. Mm-hmm. All you need is a, a modem on one side. Modem, you don't have to deal with anybody else. Just buy it from the telco mm-hmm. and off you go. Mm-hmm. And they, the, you know, the, the numbers are pretty astounding where they, they're saying that, you know, um, within a couple of years, 55% 
of you know connections will be fixed wireless access. Wow. I, wow. I, I, did, I didn't believe that, but wow. but I can. It makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for a, for a number of reasons. Now I think what people outside of telecommunications forget is that is all underpinned by fiber. Yes, so correct. This doesn't mean that we're getting away from wired infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Not, in fact, it's the opposite. We're going to double down mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. fiber. If you look at what the NBN's doing with its HFC, yes. all they're doing is pushing fiber more out. Correct, um, correct. Right? And we've always said that that's going to happen. Now it's happening with 5G too. Yes. So there's just going to be um, a truckload more fiber. Yes. But you're going to see a lot more fixed wireless access to that fiber provided by, you know, the six gigahertz spectrum that yes. um, um, 5G provides. So I think um, th- that's the 5G world. It's a reality check. It's, it's 85% of Australia covered by, by Telstra already. It's only going to get more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with some of the new um, standards from the 3GPP, you're going to see that uh, hitting IoT as well. Yes, agreed. Um, so, you know, let, let's just say the dominant wireless spec in the world for the next three years plus is going to be 5G. 100% agreed. Down, right? 100%. The only time that, you know, and, and we're, we're already seeing the big trend in Leos, mm-hmm. um, thousands mm-hmm. of Leos getting shot up in, and, mm-hmm. and getting really good um, uh, coverage, getting good speeds um, into rural and regional countries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's sort of the, the hand in the glove, 5G, Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, the only uh, other thing I, as I, as I sort of wanted to highlight earlier, and that is the the huge investment in fiber. Yes. Uh, which 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 sort of underpins all of that. Yes. Um, yes. So you know that's the connectivity piece of the future, and mm-hmm. you know I, I even question things like Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, do people? Uh, you know, we're probably still going to have Wi-Fi for a long time. But sure. But if I was a large retailer, bank, whatever, mm-hmm. I'd really be seriously thinking about, do I really want this Wi-Fi or do, mm. do I just connect everybody five, five, by 5G? Mm. I mean, we're mm. getting, you know, up to gig yes. on 5G. Yes. What do I need Wi-Fi? I get better service on 5G than I get in Wi-Fi. Yeah, I've yeah. got good Wi-Fi at home. Yes, right? yes. Now, if I'm, I've got 400 offices or, you know, 3,000 branches, mm-hmm. I, as a CTO, I would seriously think about that for the future and say, do I really want to – the overhead of, of this Wi-Fi infrastructure. Wi-Fi means you need access points, you need switches, you need correct, routers, correct, and all correct. that infrastructure. Correct. I, I, I'd consider jumping over that. Would you, do you think that's a, um, a natural progression? We, we, or, or we've always seen many, many life cycle bell, cur- bell curves in technology. Uh, you know, do, we, do you see that uh, wireless first is a really big driver today? We see customers coming back from work from home, you know, what, wanting uh, better speeds because investment in the office wasn't there. So wireless has been spent on a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, but I think you're right. Over time, capabilities, mobile devices, you know, we, we, I've got an, uh, an architecture we use internally, so, you know, securing client to cloud, effectively you have your client, yep. and that's just going to be connected. Yep. Um, and you're going to be talking to the cloud securely with with all sorts of tools. Um, so, so I'm agreeing with you with your point, and I think we're going to see the trajectory overlap well. Yep. Um, we we talk to you know manufacturing and and airlines, for example, doing doing maintenance. You know, five G something they're really considering even private because mm-hmm. it gives them that coverage and connectivity. So, so it's an interesting interesting point yep. that, that you make. I definitely agree with your uh, backhaul and fixed wireless. Um, you know, we've got a lot of carriers providing fixed devices now. You plug it at home and you you get plenty of data to to run your whole home. 
term on it. But but interesting to see on that point. Do you think then the IoT world will move very much into into that into that space? I think that's a good example of why I think five G is so important mm-hmm. because we've had with IoT lots of variations in terms of the connectivity mm-hmm. with uh, um, you know wide area networking mm-hmm. um, and uh, those. What's happened there is small companies got involved with their set of standards, but they're relatively small compared to the proliferation of 5G. So what's then, ha- the, you know, what then happened was, for example, Telstra said, you know, we're covering 98, 9% of Australia for IoT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the, you know, they, they came at with a, a narrowband IoT, and mm-hmm. it's, but it's all based on 3GPP standards. Yes. And all of that is heading around, you know, the, the, the uh, 5G standard. Mm-hmm. So going forward, I, I see a lot more investment around that because people are already using 5G. The infrastructure is already there. And what that does is it lowers the cost. Of the hardware and the, and the you know the the, the cost of the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So in terms of even IoT, I think the the most ubiquitous form of connectivity will be five G. Yes. And obviously, there's been reasons for not using, uh, you know, for using LP WAN as opposed to five G in the past, like power. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is where the three GPP have been working and mm. and saying, what do we do about lowering the power? You know, and bringing in some of the learnings from other LP WAN standards yes. into yes. 5G. So I think over the next few years, um, you know, 5G is going to have a big play in the IT world. We talked uh, many years ago, you and I, uh, you know, SASE Zero Trust, yep. uh, SD WAN, you know, that's kind of come at the tail end, is, is what yep. I'm seeing. Uh, more people are wanting Zero Trust, but that's just, again, that client to cloud yep. Yep. journey. Uh, being a, a person who's been involved with plumbing for a very long time mm-hmm. as yourself, um, I see the life cycle going through. We had route, routers unsecured, you know, on mm-hmm. private network, yep. uh, all the way through to needing firewalls and routers for internet connectivity, SD WAN, because the internet became stable enough to, to carry as a as a mechanism, I feel we're going right back to the beginning again, where we're just wanting a, a, a device to yeah. get us to connect yeah. to a service and security. So I'm curious, curious to see your uh, thought on that lifecycle. It's cycle. interesting, yeah, because both of us come from the networking world. So yes. what I'm about to say is heresy, <laughs> but but I, I always thought many years ago, because in the 90s I was involved in um, network performance tools. Right. Um, this is when we were going from sort of TDM byte-based networks to packet to IP. Um, so you're going from deterministic to non-deterministic. And so, so people need to, to understand the, the performance of the network. But mm. I always had in the back of my mind that actually isn't the problem. Mm. The real problem is how do I protect my application and data? Yes. Right? Yes. So, you know, if I could break through the network, then Bob's, I could get into anything. Yes. So I thought about it. If I was Fort Knox, I want to protect Fort Knox. I don't want to protect the roads and and, and right. rivers coming into Fort Knox. That's right. I want to protect Fort Knox. Well, fair enough. Too. And if my application's running the bank, I want to protect that application. Mm. I don't don't really care how you get to it. Mm. So I've always had in the back of my mind what's more important is to protect the application and the data. Yes. And sometimes, not all applications and not all data are the same. Yes. Some applications, again, I'm going to use the bank, are are, are critical for the bank, and some aren't. Uh, so again, as a CTO, whatever, it's understanding which are the priority ones and, and putting your money in there and really ensuring that, putting insurance into it um, to mitigate risk uh, and, and, and sort of prioritize or deprioritizing the other. So going back to your question, I think 
the, the world is shifting now mm-hmm. very much towards what data do I need, mm-hmm. what AI tools do I need, or applications, let's mm-hmm. just call it, let mm-hmm. what applications, mm-hmm. and how do I protect those? Mm-hmm. And I think, again, this sounds like heresy, but I've always said I think SASE is more important than SD-WAN. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people think, oh, they're both important, but uh, I've, I've talked to customers who are actually skipping the SD-WAN phase, but they're not going to be able to skip the SASE phase. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to skip the zero trust phase, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you want to protect your application, your data. That's right. You know? uh, and if you've got a man-in-the-middle attack on Ethernet, who cares? Because mm-hmm. I'll protect the application. That's right. That's right. So to me, um, the, the, and again, as we move to cloud, cloud 2.0, and things are up in the cloud, uh, you know, the, the cybersecurity world is, 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 is going to shift and mm. have to shift around how do I uh, protect stuff in the cloud, the microservices, the containers, the interactions between them. And that ain't easy. Yeah, very, it's very, not easy. Very. So, so uh, just coming into to the, to the end of our, our discussion, I guess, if you were to, and you've touched on a, a really, really broad range of topics and we could talk for, for, for hours, um, but if you were to project to, to 2030, right, mm-hmm. uh, we've got uh, games in 2032, yeah. we're kind of seven years away from, from the, the 2030, you know, what, what are the kind of the three technologies, yeah. um, trends mm-hmm. um, that you believe, you know, w- w- will reshape uh, the business landscape today? Okay. So... I look at it through the eyes of a CTO, mm-hmm. as a customer CTO, and I say, mm-hmm. if I was running a, a large shop mm-hmm. and I was a CTO in 2030, what, what do I have to think about? Mm-hmm. And, and if you can imagine a triangle, mm-hmm. and, and the, at each vortex, there are three things. Number one, what are, what are the applications running my business? Mm-hmm. And those applications are going to be completely proliferate, proliferated by... Mm-hmm. AI and probably Gen AI in the next version of it, right? So, so first of all, focus on what runs my business. Mm-hmm. If I'm a bank, uh, transportation, doesn't really matter. What, what are the applications, right? So that's the first thing. I would own those. I would control those. I would be, you know, that's my number one. Number two on the next point of the, the triangle is the data. So data is what powers those applications, fits yes. those applications, makes those applications either intelligent or not. So if you give it the wrong data, you, you know, watch out. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, there's a whole world of data now in terms of people like Databricks and Snowflake and, and Amazon and, and a whole mm-hmm. lot of others mm-hmm. who have got these data sets. And mm-hmm. I, I think curating the right data set is going to become incredibly important. It already mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the oil, if you will. So that's the, the second most important point as a CTO. Mm-hmm. The third one on the other end of the, the vortex is connectivity. And as I think we've alluded to earlier, um, to me, I think connectivity is going to be very much as a service, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I'm, I don't, you know, hold out much hope for people buying their own infrastructure. Mm. It's never going to disappear. People mm. will always... sure. But there'll be less of it, less yes. ownership of the infrastructure. Why does a bank with four thousand branches want to maintain twenty thousand access points? That's right. It's, it's a very expensive thing. Yes. When you know you, you've now got options, right? So if I was that bank, I'd be looking at five G. Seriously, looking mm-hmm. at five G. Well, I'm not so sure about f- private five, but just five. I sure. mean, with slicing and what you can do with five G mm. today, mm. both. You know, uh, C band as well as millimeter wave. Mm-hmm. I mean, millimeter wave hasn't yet broken. Correct, but it's going to come. It is, and and so you know, we'll we'll be getting really super high speeds 
on on 5G. So mm-hmm. that's that's one area. We've talked about Leo for mm-hmm. everything else, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we've we, one thing we didn't talk about was IoT mm-hmm. uh, and connecting into IT because that's going to be a source, one of those data sets or mm-hmm. multiple data sets. Mm-hmm. So those are the three points of the triangle. Sitting in the middle of the triangle is is how do you mitigate risk? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, for every company, there's really three things that the board wants: how do you yes. make money, how do you save money, and how do you keep them out of jail? Yeah, correct. And correct. the middle is how do you keep them out of jail? Yes. And I think things are only going to get worse from a cybersecurity per- perspective. So that sits in the middle of that that triangle. So you know, that covers a lot of the topics in terms of trends. You know, AI is probably the most. I think there's the two biggest trends right now are really. Uh, AI and specifically Gen AI. So yes. we've moved from classification to generation. Yes. Where we can generate new stuff that we've never had before. And the second most important one is cybersecurity. Yes. That's the risk side. Right? Yes. Um, but that, they covered in that triangle, if you will, you know, in terms of application, the data, and the connectivity. Yeah. Fantastic, Kevin. And for, for people who wanted to uh, have a further discussion with yourself, uh, obviously we, we've got a number of customers that, that, that in, in, integrate and have a discussion with you, but is it just through Block Advisory? Yeah, you I know? mean, Kevin at BlockAdvisory.com. Nice and, nice and easy. Block with an H. Okay, that's, that's correct. That's correct. Kevin, I really appreciate you coming in today. Thank Thanks you. for your insights. Always a pleasure Thank having you. a chat. Thank you. Great questions. I really appreciate it. Made it very easy for me as the interviewee. No worries at all. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers.